Works did a fantastic job supporting the operators through that pandemic because you guys actually came up with a lot of good strategies to do virtual estimates, socially distanced consultations with the clients, modified jobs so that at the height when, you know, things we were still in the late spring, when jobs were starting to get started, they were only doing exterior work so that there was no risk of exposure to the operators. Absolutely not. And, you know, she would sit in her car and talk to the clients from there. And, you know, the uptake was actually very good. Like she was very well received. And I think that the clients actually appreciated all the work that was being put into keeping everybody safe at that point. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hi, leaders. I am really excited about bringing a new concept to you as part of our podcast, one of our many brainstorming sessions, the idea of interviewing some of our operators' parents as a view inside of Student Works came up. So what did they see an operator achieve their original concerns coming in, achieve during the course of the Student Works Management Program? And then over time, how has that impacted their career? So we have a number of parents that are going to be coming up over the next number of months who are going to be interviewed. And I think you're going to love the interviews and it's going to give you a great view into the type of personal development and growth that our operators see in the Student Works Management Program. Please give me any feedback, Thompson at studentworks.com. Thanks so much. Enjoy these interviews. Hey, leaders. I've got uh, an amazing lady here today, a woman, uh, Debbie Franzman. Um, she is the mother of Jessica Franzman. Uh, Jess is one of our top performing um, operators uh, uh, in the East Coast, uh, operating in Halifax uh, for her first two years um, uh, in the business in uh, 2020 and 21, uh, the, the year of the pandemics. And then 2022, she is now a mini business coach taking on more leadership and supporting a, a small group of other student operators while she's running another successful business. And um, really kind of a unique experience. Um, Jess was a first year student and uh, at Dalhousie had come across from, you know, Alberta and was faced with the decision, gee, you know, the world's, you know, getting closed. How do I handle this? So we, we talk about that story. We talk about her growth and development. And uh, I know you're going to find this uh, conversation really, really amazing, you know, with another uh, parent of the uh, the program. So uh, thanks so much for, for listening. And you know what we're about, looking for amazing uh, young leaders who really want to take their leadership to the next level and grow. And uh, if you know anybody like that, please send them our way. My email, cthompson at studentworks.com, or you could send them directly to our site, studentworks.com. Have yourself a fantastic day. Thank you. Debbie, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow. Really excited to have you today. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Oh, wonderful. Well, um, just just for our, our leaders listening, you know, uh, just, you know, if you could introduce yourself, where you're from, etc. Um, my name is Debbie Franzman. I am Jessica Franzman's mom. I live in Airdrie, Alberta, which is just a little community outside of Calgary, Alberta. Uh, we've lived in the area for 25 or more years. And... Um, we just got a bunch of snow in spring. <laughs> ah, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's, uh, that's wonderful. So it's, you know, we're, we're recording this on April 21st, uh, 2022. And, and I really appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I know for a lot of our, you know, operators getting involved in the, in the conversation, some, some people had the idea, why don't we talk to some parents and see, 
you know, hey, what was what was what was their experience? What were parents' experience of their sons and daughters joining the program? So, so what was what was um, Jessica doing the summer before Student Works? Well, Jessica was getting ready to go to Dalhousie University. Um, she was saving up a bunch of money. She was um, working two jobs and she was volunteering. She was working for a bowling alley here in Airdrie and she was working at the Sobeys here in Airdrie trying to save up some extra cash. Yeah. And she was volunteering at the Bethany Care Center in the dementia ward. Um, so she was pretty full days. She was she was gone pretty much from seven in the morning until 11 o'clock at night at that point during the summer. Wow. So already showed, you know, you know, a lot of, lot of hard work, a lot of commitment, et cetera. Well, your initial, or what was your initial reaction when uh, Jess talked to you about the program? I was skeptical at first. Yeah. Um, the, she was approached um, by some Conrad who was recruiting at the school at that time. She had just flown 5,000 kilometers away to Nova Scotia. And it was about five days after she was in university and she phoned me up and she said, so mom, there's this opportunity that I can run my own business and it's called student works and it's a painting business. And I went, oh, okay. So she told me a bit about it, that she would have to sell jobs, so to speak. She would have to get clients and get the painting jobs. And the first thing I thought was, hmm, you've painted your bedroom. How much do you know about painting? So, of course, my my initial reaction was a little bit skeptical and a little bit frightened because I I didn't know what kind of support it was. She didn't know much, but she was going to she was she was approached to join um, an information session that was going on at the university in the days that followed. Right. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, and and obviously, and and frankly, it's it is quite rare when you know students are running businesses. You know, more than halfway across the country, typically they're running their business. You know, uh, in their in their hometown, uh, I guess, or they're certainly sometimes just in their university, as Jess was. So, um, you, you know, when you heard about this, did you think it was going to be such a turn into such a big deal for her? I did not. You didn't. <laughs> because after she attended the information session, she was intrigued and she thought that she could do this. So she said that there was a contract. So I had her scan and send me 25 plus pages of a contract. <laughs> I looked it over. I had friends look it over because I wasn't sure. I'd never heard of student works before. Right. And I wasn't sure if if what she was getting into was legitimate. So that, that was the fear there. Right. And then she, you know, we looked at it and there were a couple of questions that I had and her district, the district manager that she ended up having answered all the questions and she said, okay, I'm going to take the plunge. Right. Okay. Okay. And, and, and it was, uh, uh, Jess's first year was, was the year of the pandemic. So, you know, maybe you could describe, I guess, she went through training, I'm sure because she's Jess, she got off to a good start, but it was, it was uh, March or so, all of a sudden, the, the world started shutting down. What was the experience of having your, your daughter thousands of miles away and running a business, you know, in Dow? How, what, how did that, how did that occur for you? So she, she had managed to recruit people to work for her and she started out in, you know, dorm, she was out marketing and she had some clients and, you know, she booked a few jobs and she was sold at, you know, probably 50 K at that point, maybe even more. I'm not sure of the exact number. And then the world shut down and she was, she was told, she was told to stop and she was actually devastated. She was like, what am I going to do? And then of course, as parents during the pandemic, at first we were like, you should probably come home. Right. You know, I was like, what are you going to do out there? Like, 
you know, they had shut the university down. They sent in April, they sent her home from res. So we were like, okay, so now we've got to find a place for you to live with, with rent and all of that. And we weren't sure how that was all going to play out. But, you know, after a lot of good conversations, um, we just, we agreed that she should actually stay because she said, well, like we, we were hopeful at that point. We were like, well, how long could this actually go on for? <laughs> for sure. Uh, of course, nobody, nobody was really sure the ramifications of what was going to happen. Nobody knew. But eventually they did, you, you know, and Student Works did a fantastic job of supporting them through, supporting the operators through that pandemic, through the very first part of the pandemic, because you guys actually came up with a lot of good strategies to do yeah. virtual estimates, um, socially distanced um, consultations with the clients, um, modified jobs so that at at the at the height when you know things we were still in the late spring when jobs were starting to get started, they were only doing exterior work so that there was no there was no. Um, Doing interior, no risk of uh, infections or anything like that. Yeah, there was no risk of exposure to the operators. Absolutely not. Yeah. and you know, she would sit in her car and talk to the clients from there. And you know, the uptake was actually very good. Like she was very well received, and I think that the clients actually appreciated all the work that was being put into keeping everybody safe at that point. Yeah. No. And one one of the other things, as I recall as well, because I I was you know. Um, really remembered a number of situations like this. I remember Jesse Tian, he actually returned to Vancouver uh, and, and chose a different path. And, and, and then um, it's actually interesting in the summer of 2022, you know, he's now back in the program and actually on his way to a really successful summer. So, so, you know, and, and, and you, I certainly totally could understand, you know, family saying, no, let's, let's, you know, reunite, right? And and uh, I, I, you know, and 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 I, I, I totally again can understand just saying no. Let's go do this. And you know, I know one of the other things I think we did really well during the pandemic is we really use Zoom as a really great uh, training device and a connection device. People were on, we're learning, we're role playing together, we're, we're we're together as a way to sort of again continue to build community and and we could do these things uh, together while being apart. Um, and that was, a absolutely, that was a, that was a fascinating experience. So that sort of thing actually really, sorry, that sort of thing actually really continues now, even though, you know, we're able, you guys are able to fly like to Newfoundland and New Brunswick and all of that. You still, you have operate other operators in all those different locations. So now everybody's really comfortable with the virtual aspect of it. And they're not afraid to talk to each other and reach out to each other for help. So you guys have fostered that that mind that mindset for them as well. So even though they're in a different part of of the province or in a different province altogether, they really reach out because I know that Jessica still talks to like she talks to people who are in Ontario. So yes, you know it, it's really good that way. Yeah, it, it really it really has been a you know the, the a lot of the outcomes from the pandemic have been fantastically successful for our business you know and using Zoom as a communication tool and just you know again you know um, allowing you know they, they, I've I've heard Zoom being called the ultimate transportation device and it's just like bringing people together and and, and you know again it's still two dimensions but it's it's so much more powerful than a than a, a phone call at times especially when we're sharing information etc and so it really really has made an enormous difference uh uh for for our business and and, and again it's uh, through the two years of the pandemic just having an incredible culture despite being apart is really we're very excited moving into the future when we'll be able to just be together with these additional tools that we have and strategies right exactly because you you never know i mean situations change so quickly you know you might not be able to be in person one time but now at least we have zoom and they can get together with their like dms can get together with their operators see what's going on Operators can contact, get in contact with with their employees, and you know, see, even see a problem. Like if yes, if they're having a problem on a job site, all they have to do is log in and say, "Hey, I'm having this problem. Can you have a look at this for me?" 
It's and so fantastic. There's no yes. need to drive all the way to Lunenburg or yeah. fly to Newfoundland. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what, what challenges did you see Jessica overcoming during her season? Um, she, she really learned a lot about managing employees. Mm-hmm. And that was through the support of student work. Um, she, she learned how to move outside her comfort zone because she has actually moved into a mini district manager role this season. Right. So she's definitely out of her, out of her comfort zone, learning a little bit more about the big picture. So being that coach to other operators, to see them through challenges that they might have with their employees. So I think that it really, it's really enhanced her critical thinking and to think outside the box. Um, And of course, just, you know, managing personalities and, you know, really, really taking personal side out of it and seeing, seeing the problems that she might come across with, you know, a different, with a different lens, you know, because not all, not all employees are the same. They're not the same personality and they're not the same structure. They might be having a bad day. So I think it's really just had her come out of her shell. Um, Like she connects with, she connects with the clients. Like I have never seen, like she, she truly enjoys and appreciates every client that she's done a job for. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing actually. Yeah, no, no, it's uh it's it's pretty incredible. And and so um how did you see Jessica, you know, grow while running the business and I guess this is in her third year now. Yes, this is her third year. Um she's definitely grown in the way that she's she's looking towards the future. She definitely she sees this as a long-term career. Um she she wants to like her goals for her business get bigger every year and she just, she strives to reach every single one of them. Um, and she does what it takes to, to reach the goal that she set for herself. So she's definitely, it's helped her look towards the future for sure. And, um, all the things that she can benefit from by running her own business or being the district manager. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, any, you know, any, any stories or, or any other uh, feedback that you've, that you've seen, or you, you, you know, that you've, uh, yeah, you've seen uh, in Jess's journey. Um, I've definitely, I've seen there are sometimes when it's a little bit slow and, you know, there's, there's a night of marketing and she, you know, doesn't necessarily get all the leads that she, she had hoped for. Um, we've had conversations that, you know, the next, the next night will be better or the next day will be better. And um, to reach out to all of the other operators or the ones, you know, that she's closest with and say, Hey, didn't have a very, very productive day. You know, do you have any tips for, you know, this or that? Right. Um, so she's definitely reached out all the resources that are available to her um and not necessarily this year but um a story for jess's journey out here i was camping and there was a lady from halifax out visiting her daughter at the campsite and we started we started chatting and of course i was chatting about jess and she said oh really she runs a painting business she goes I actually need some work done. And I said, well, here's her phone number. And I said, you can just look her up on Facebook. She's got her own business page and such. Yeah. She flew home the next week. And the week after that, she booked a job with Jessica. And Jessie did an amazing job with her. And her and Jessie meet for coffee every couple of months. Oh, is that awesome? So <laughs> it's a matter of, it's, it's not just about getting the client or getting the job. Jessica makes true connections with, with her clients during, even during COVID and sorry if I'm going a little long. No, I love it. I love it. During COVID when people, when she could marketing um, 
of course, she would talk to some of the older folks and, you know, they'd ask her, oh, where are you from? And all that, because they knew she was going to school. And she had quite a few of the older folks give her bread, homemade bread and homemade jam, because they they were like, oh, you're so far away from your mom and dad right now. You need to have a little piece of home. And they'd, uh, and they'd, they'd give her homemade gifts so that she she felt, you know, loved and, you know, appreciated out there. So it's like I say, the business, the business supports her, but her clients also support her too. So it's, it's actually, it's, it's been fantastic for her. Well, that's so wonderful. And, you know, th- this business, you know, uh, is, is really works because it's in Canada. You know, we're so, we're so supported by the community and, and, you know, our community, you know, Canadians love the idea of, of students becoming leaders and living into big futures and becoming the future leaders of Canada, et cetera, and, and employing other students who need to get jobs to pay for school and, and, and they see the circle uh, that this business exists in. And, and it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, we, we just are so, um, so, so, so served uh, by our, the community of people who support us, you know, it's just, it's just awesome. And, and speaking to that as well, it's, is that, you know, um, again, the idea of this podcast is to share a whole group of pa- parents. And one of the things that is in common with, with our parents is how supportive they are of their children on the challenging journey that it is. And having a, a mom or a, or a father or, 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 or both being there to, you know, talk them, talk to them when the results aren't what they want and support them is just awesome. So thanks for that, Debbie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything to help them succeed. Absolutely. No, no. I've had two, two have done the program as well. So I know exactly what it's like. So, uh, um, (laughs) so it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. So, well, well, Debbie, um, again, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day, uh, to join us on the leaders of tomorrow podcast. It's, it's just, uh, so, so awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I, I so appreciate, and, uh, your daughter is a, uh, just an amazing, amazing young lady and leader. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for those kind words. I'm sure Jess appreciates that as well. And we're very proud of her. And honestly, to any parents out there who are on the fence, take the leap. It's it's okay on the other side. I can promise that. Well, thanks so much. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. You as well. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. Really excited to be bringing you uh Bob and Sue Gartley. Um, uh, they have uh, are, are parents of Carl, Rosemary, and Barbara Gartley. I know we've had a number of times where we've had brothers and sisters, or brothers and brothers and sisters and sisters, uh, and, and and a couple times where we've had three siblings run the run the business. But uh, uh, Bob and Sue Gartley jump on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast and share their experiences of having their children run the program and how that played out over a whole number of years and what their experiences were, what they saw, what they learned, and what their family gained from being involved in the Student Works Management Program, Student Works uh, Painting Program. And um, and so, uh, so yeah, so uh, I, I know you're going to enjoy this podcast. Uh, Bob and Sue are just amazing. So uh, thanks so much and have yourself a fantastic day. Bob and Sue, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you. Nice yeah. to be here. Uh, so glad that you uh, that, that you've offered uh, your time to come in and share this uh, in- incredible experience of having uh, three of your your uh, your children come and run the program um, uh, for a whole number of years. And 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 really, what I was 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 hoping to do is what I thought would be fun is just talking about each three of them separately because their experiences were really different. So why don't we start start with Carl and, you know, what was Carl doing the the summer before student works? Carl was working for his dad. It was last year he was going to be home. So he just worked for his dad that summer and we spent some time in our new house on the lake because he had he had gotten the short stick on that because he was already leaving home when we we bought this holiday spot. So he had quite a bit of time at the lake and then working with his dad farming, which he was familiar with anyway. That was the year before. 
the, the year before he operated. And I guess one thing, sorry, I, I didn't properly introduce because we were doing this before the, the podcast. But but so so what? I know you're retired now, but what did you what did you, you both do? Uh, uh, you know, uh, for your careers. Well, I was I I went back farming. I have a degree in agriculture out of the University of Alberta, and then worked for a couple of years, and then went back farming with my uh, stepfather and stepbrother. Okay. And I was a public health nurse in BC, and then Bob and I were engaged, so I moved up to um, Eagle Sham, which is very much in the middle of nowhere, and we uh, we started farming there after we were married, and. We were there for all three of the kids going through the student works program. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what was your initial reaction when, when Carl got involved in the program? Well, um, he came back after his first year of college and hockey. I should remember, actually, he was more hockey than college in a lot of ways. Right. <laughs> he had yes. to do the college in order to play the hockey. <laughs> so anyway, um, he... Uh, came back and he and a friend of his from the hockey team uh, was trying to recruit and wanted to start a, up in northern Alberta. Uh, before that, they weren't into northern Alberta at all. And so Carl came back and and he says, you know, that he wants me to do this, but I'm really quite worried because what if it flops? I want to go back and play hockey and, and go to college next fall, and I need money. And I thought about it, and I said, Carl, you will learn more in the months with student works than you ever learned in college last year. And I said, uh, it'll be a great experience for you, and I'll tell you what I'll do. If you don't make enough money to go back, I'll pay, I'll pay for next year. So in, in, in Sue, did, how, how did you see this opportunity for Carl? I thought, like Bob, I thought, oh, he's going to learn a lot. Hiring and firing and business. He has a head for that. But on the other hand, he was young. <laughs> I thought he was young. He was, what, just 19. And my dad really gave him a big push because he said, yes, you should do this. This is something you need to actually learn how to work. Right. So this will teach you how to work and you can live with us for free. So my mom and dad played a, a bit of a role in that too, because all my kids lived with them during their time of working with student works. Right. Because the farm is quite a ways from uh, Grand Prairie, their main, their main market. So, so they, yes. they went and lived with your, uh, with your parents, which is again, another enormous part of the family support uh, that we see you know, an important part of this program, you know, it really is, you know, families, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur is really hard, right? It really is a, a big challenge. And one of the things that I'll see consistently is, you know, farming families work hard, you know, so is that something that, you, you know, you experienced, uh, did your kids learn how to work hard on the farm or or not your farm? How did that work? Oh, no, oh, no, they, they, they worked on the farm. Yeah. They were, they were active participants in, in the family farm. Yeah. 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 And that can be really helpful, you know, just again, learning, you know, again, all the different, all the different ways that you can help out. Right. You know, and, and, and having that, you know, cause, and again, a family farm's a family business, right. And yes, it is. In many ways, this student works uh, business as well became a family business because the daughters, uh, your your daughters, you know, continued on with Carol. But yeah, and 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 I should say that uh, sometimes they'd get into a bind, and we'd come in to, from the farm if we weren't too busy, and and give them a hand. And and uh, their grandfather was tried to be as active as he could because he was retired and a little bit bored. I think right. <laughs> So he'd be busy. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So what challenges did you see Carl overcome? And I guess he, he was he was a an operator for at least a couple years. So while running, while being in full three, three years, while being in full-time school, while being an elite varsity athlete. So what sort of challenges did you see him overcoming, uh, especially during that first season of running the business? It was really overwhelming the first season for the learning curve. Like the learning curve was tough because he had never filled out forms like that and he had never done hiring. So 
that is, is quite challenging on their own. And then putting that all together. And he had the financial pressure more, I think, than the girls because he was the first. Yes. And like they, they used to call it, ah, oh, some of the people that would get painting done in future years say, ah, oh, the Gartney dynasty, you kids are back. <laughs> and, and so, but you know, the, anytime you start a business, that first time is a little bit harder. Yeah. It was a little easier, like you say, for the girls, because the Gartley name was out there already. And student works. And there was people that knew that their painting had been done well. And, you know, it was word of mouth. Hundred percent. It's it's that legacy. It's getting more and more success. And you're right. It's associated with the family, and it's also associated with with um, the the brand. Yeah. You know. So so and I and and funny enough, as as I, I'm thinking about this, my sister came and managed for two summers after I did. So so, so a similar thing. And it was kind of the family home. People go, oh yeah, they're they're they're, they're painting over there. You know. So yeah. So yeah. So they're that that sort of uh, just association. So yeah. Um, and so um, how, did you, how did you see Carl grow while running the business over those years? Oh, he had a lot of learning and he approached it like a businessman in, in a way, even the first year. The problem probably that he had to overcome was the hiring mm-hmm. and, the and dealing with people as an employer is, is hard when you're 19 and they're, some are older, some are younger. <laughs> I saw him really have to figure out what his responsibilities were. Mm. It was good. Like it was, it was a good learning. And also um, he wanted to make all of the people happy. And he had some people that he had hired him to paint and they weren't happy, but they weren't happy people. Yes. So you can't like it was, I, he had to kind of change, like, you know, we've done a good job. I've done as much as I can. If there, and, and most of his clientele were very happy with him. So he had to, Live with a few disgruntled people. Yes, absolutely. That's something. That's something that is just true, right? And in, in in life, but certainly running your own business. What about uh, any other stories or that, that you'd like to share about Carl and his experience as an operator that you think would be valuable for parents here? Just on that same note uh, about the disgruntled client, there was a client, a client, and I don't know. I think she was didn't have memories very, very well anymore. I see. An older person. Anyway, uh, she somehow figured that uh, repainting this exterior door was part of painting the walls. Right. And and the door didn't fit, didn't close. It was an older house. And so, so actually, uh, grandpa had to come with him. Right. And grandpa came there and said, you know what? He said, I'll take that door off and I'll fix the door and Carl will paint it and we'll be back. And and that's what they did. So a happy customer was more important than than being right. Ah, yes. That was the disgruntled uh, customer that I was thinking of. (laughs) But it ended up my my, um, dad kind of helped sort that all out. And my son was so impressed. He said, Mom, you should have seen Grandpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd never seen him as a employee type person before. It was good for the whole family. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And again, that that's such a great lesson too. Just you know, how can we how can we find a solution? Okay, we'll do some extra work mm-hmm. and find a, a happy client and a and a good memory and and you know uh, just just to find that great resolution. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so yeah. you know. And one of the one of the, the the cool things is is we've actually had Carl um, be on the podcast, so so our so our leaders can go and listen to Carl's podcast, um, and and we'll link to that in the uh, uh, show notes so people people can. But but so mm-hmm. so Carl um, moved on after his third year and became a full time district manager or business coach. And so one of the things that he went and did is well, we need to keep Grand Prairie filled. Where can we find another really great person? And he found his sister Rosemary. Yes. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about what was Rosemary doing this the summer before she uh, did this program. That was the year she must have been at the lake working in the restaurant. We had a restaurant just down from us at the lake. Okay. It was called Finn's. Okay. <laughs> and she worked there as a as a waitress, and it was that by that time it was her second year. So she was making 
decent money as far as a summer job went. Okay. But Carl said, no, no, Rosemary, you will make more and you will learn a lot. You know a little bit because she'd worked yeah. for Carl. Yeah. And so he really encouraged her. And so did we. Yeah. It was very good in the long run that she took that on because she learned why Carl had treated her the way he had a little bit. And running a crew is quite different to being on a crew. Absolutely. And, and, and so, so obviously having this experience of already seeing Carl through this, you were supportive, you knew what she was getting herself into and, and, and really as well, in many ways, it was probably more helpful for her because she'd seen what, how hard Carl had worked and he was there. And I could just tell, um, and he's got a really great relationship with his sisters too, and was their coach, uh, which, which is great. So what, what sort of, what sort of things did you see um, Rosemary learn during her experience of, of, of running her business? Rosemary was an entirely different type of, like her personality is quite different. Yes. And she ran her business in a different way. She uh, would make her money in different ways than Carl did. Different emphasis. D- different emphasis, but it, but it all worked. It actually all worked. Exactly. And so what was different about how Rosemary ran her business or the challenges that she faced? Well, she was in the boom times in Grand Prairie. It was a booming economy and she had all kinds of work. Okay. Carl had had much more trouble getting that going. So, um, just getting a call from our daughter, Barbara. (laughs) Yeah. There. (laughs) I think I did that right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, it was really interesting to see Rosemary's approach being so different to Carl's. And I think I can't, I can't decide whether it was her way that she dealt with people, but also the finances. And she went about streamlining her assessment. Like, you know, when they did the assessments, yes, she streamlined it and she's very mathematical. Okay. So she did her own thing kind of, and it worked for her very well, but she could do an assessment way faster than some people because of the math. She used a little different format than student works, but she was familiar with it. So it was, yes. it was, um, and, yeah. it, and it was boom time. So it was a little easier to, for your margins. Okay. Okay. That's wonderful. And how many, how many years did uh, Rosemary uh, uh, work in the business? Oh, we were trying to remember that. I think she managed for two years in Grand Prairie, but then she did it again in, in, in Canmore. Can, Canmore. In, in Canmore, yeah, uh, in the mountain area where she was up on forty-foot ladders and man lifts and everything because of everything's on the mountain top. And right, yeah. yeah, yeah. She she did it at least three. I think three. At least three, and then even after that, she she did professional painting. After that, at times. At times. Okay, great. Yeah. And, and so, so um, how, how did you see, um, you know, Rosemary grow as a, as a leader in her business over those years? Oh, her confidence. Okay. Her confidence went way up. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she, I don't know, she was hesitant. Right. Because of a lack of it to begin with. Right. But by the end of the summer, she was confident and she would hire and fire and 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 deal with the paint store and, you know, all of that type of stuff. It 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 was impressive. Oh, that's fantastic. And I guess I, I know Carl's gone on to be, a, you know, very, very successful in a number of different entrepreneurial um, activities. What's Rosemary done po- in with post students? Kind of the, kind of the same. Yeah, the same. Okay. Yeah, she had a very successful uh, bed bug sniffing dog business. Oh wow! <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. very yeah. entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was such a need for it. That's when they had all those outbreaks in Calgary, and and um, mm-hmm. they got into it because they couldn't get anyone to help them. Yeah. And so they said, "Well, then we'll just go get a dog and do it ourselves." They were working. Her um, husband was working in a in the sort of the tourist industry. Right. And he had to solve this problem. So they did. Yeah. And now she is actually uh, has a small acreage farm that she manages in uh, Vernon and uh, is quite successful in the marketing side of that business. So, yeah, entrepreneurial. 
Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Taking advantage of the, of the, of the, the things that she learned as an operator. Um, and so any other stories that would be, would be helpful or any other feedback that you'd like to give about uh, Rosemary's business or experiences at StudentWorks? She had some issues at one time with her staff and they weren't communicating. Mm -hmm. She said, boy, you cannot underestimate the value of communication. That's one thing she learned because there was a problem in head office with some, um, they had not really seen it the same way as the, the people that were getting paid had seen it. Okay. And so there was a discrepancy there and they weren't communicating with her and she didn't know about the issue. And she said, can't fix it if you don't know it's a problem. Yes. So that was a good learning experience, too, to encourage your, your employees to, to tell you things like that. Yeah. And they got it fixed up. It was fine. But it was very interesting to see the, the friendships that she formed, too. She found that fine line between friendship and employee mm -hmm. and employer, that whole thing. And so did Carl. I would say they both did that well, very differently, though. Yeah, it uh, it got hard to hire uh, students at that time in Alberta because the economy was just booming and you could get five jobs coming out of university in the spring. And she did a very innovative thing. She uh, had learned some French in high school and, and, and in her travels. And so she she posted a want ad for employees in Quebec in French in French yeah. and and uh, then sa said I'll teach you English you can teach me French and you can work out in the mountain you know Canmore is a beautiful place in the summer while you know as a student you know during their summer break and she ended up having employees coming back you know two, two or three years, years. Yeah, for sure. And it worked out really well because there wasn't the same uh, demand for students in the East at the time. Right. And it's and it's one of those things as well where, you know, for our, you know, leaders listening, there's 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 an ebb and a flow, especially in our business, where sometimes it's much easier to get the work. But that just means it's way harder to get the people yeah. or it can yeah. inverse. It's easier to get the people. It's harder to get the work. Yeah. It's still equally hard to run the business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just Correct. because yeah. the business is both. We've got to find a bunch of work and then we have to find a bunch of really great people to do the work. Right. So it's Correct. it's yeah. just so yeah. people go, oh, well, that'd be great. Hold on. You know, but both of those challenges are really um, and I've never heard of that. Uh, solution. Now, I guess we work um, in the East. So, so, uh, so yeah. So, and I know sometimes again, the, the, the West has more, you know, boom and boom, boom and bust cycles. Right. So it's, so it's like seeing that those different things play out. So mm -hmm. well, that's, mm -hmm. that's great. I think that those were wonderful shares about Rosemary. Now, now Barbara, obviously, um, you know, so, so this is year, I guess year five of the Grand Prairie Gartley dynasty. Yeah. And so she came in. And so obviously you were pretty sold on the program by then and uh, and, and, and excited about her taking on, I imagine. Or how did you see that for, for uh, Barbara? Barbara was even younger than Carl had been. She was young to be taking this on. She had a lot more pressure from her sister and her brother yes. than from us because <laughs> uh, they thought, oh, you got to do this. And in a way, they were totally right because they shared um, a lot of the similar experiences of learning about business, hiring and firing and bottom lines. That was not part of their world before Student Works. Mm -hmm. So, And later on, like she says herself, this is Barbara, she said when she was... Um, you know, trying to get into her master's program, she said it made a difference that I had run a business. Yes. That they they looked at her a little differently because she was considered an experienced and more mature background. So that was kind of nice for her. But for us, it was wonderful <laughs> because they all three needed to know what it was really like. Mm -hmm. From the outside, you don't know. Yes. Yeah, they appreciated each other more, especially Barbara at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and uh, so that was that was good. Yeah. She had a hard learning curve too mm -hmm. because she had never she didn't even have as much um 
experience as, as Rosemary, and she was a year younger okay. than Rosemary had been. And I found that that first little bit, she probably needed more encouragement because I don't think she thought it was going to be that hard. Yes. Yeah. Her, motiv- her motivation was kind of interesting. She was, uh, I had told my kids that uh, I would pay for a year at Trinity Western University if they wished to. Um, we're Christians. And so, you know, that was part of the deal. And she's the only one that took me up on it. And it's a private university that uh, takes a lot of money to go there. To go, yes. And uh, so anyway, she I, she went. And then the following year, she says, you know, I'd really like to keep going, Dad. <laughs> and I said, well, I've got a solution for that. You go work for Student Works Painting and, and you can do that. No problem. <laughs> and so that's what she did. And she made she made lots of money. Yeah. And uh, and that's the thing. If you if you uh, uh, are ambitious and uh, and run your business well, I mean, there's no other summer job that's going to give you as much reward. Yes, absolutely. And all and all three of them did very, very well. So, yeah. Yeah. They really put themselves ahead. Yeah. Um, so so any other um, any other you know, sort of challenges or interesting stories about, you know, Barbara's experience uh, uh, doing, doing the program? Um, I think that she just could communicate so well with her brother and sister in running crews and the troubles they had, and, and she felt a part of it. I think it was really good for them. Mm-hmm. And with her, hiring was really a struggle because there, there was not the same choices. Right. That, that was a struggle. and. She did well. She, did like, well. she was successful. Yeah. All three of them were so different. And yet all three were very successful. So she uh, she ended up doing a lot more commercial work. Okay. Wow. That was her at that time. And uh that's a different challenge. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So and that's and that's quite rare because uh, you know, and, and again, it is part of the bucket that we use, but but it's a much smaller, smaller uh, mm-hmm. part of, of mostly we do residential. So yeah. Well, it, the only reason that was happening is that there just wasn't enough people to paint these these places, you right. know, big, big, big offices and stuff like this. Yes, yes. And and they were having trouble getting it painted, period. Yeah, yeah. In that no, economy. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so, so, so it's like, again, as the, the economy booms, a lot of times, again, professional painters, professional builders are doing new construction and then the maintenance of the old commercial work, you know, is, is less tended to. And same thing with the residential market. We, we have a bigger opportunity in that market uh, mm-hmm. as that happens. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's yeah. what, that's yeah. what she was experiencing. Yeah. So I, I guess I would say that you have to be adaptable. Yes. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so what's what's Barbara doing? Um, how's how's Barbara taking advantage of her her skill sets and mindset learnings from Student Works? She has a lot of understanding with um, hiring and firing and job positions, but she's taken a far more conservative approach. She got her master's degree and loves her job. Wonderful. So she is probably doing less entrepreneurial right now. But that may change. She's talking about different things in the future where she's going to run her own show. Ah. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know yet, but um, yeah. she has been more conservative than the other two, but mm-hmm. not in her thinking. Right at the moment, she's a busy uh, mom. <laughs> right. Okay. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very important too, as we all know. So yes. <laughs> and, 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 and again, it's, you know, this is not a program just for, um, entrepreneurs. It's a program for, you know, leaders, for people who want to want to have more choice in their life and more mm-hmm. experiences, more learning, more growth. So, mm-hmm. um, well, that's no, that's just wonderful. So any other, you know, takeaways or anything to anything else to share before we uh, close out our interview and you two are awesome. I'm so appreciative of you coming and jumping on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because it brings back our memories of that time, which is a fair long time ago now. Oh yes, but uh, but it it yeah it all in all I I would say it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but it was well worth it to them all. And I would say for my three kids, they needed the family support. I don't 
uh, know how they would have done in comparison without that because they they needed it. Yes. Well, my sense of it, and again, it's obviously very difficult to actually know what happens in our operators' families from you know my my viewpoint, but I, I think most of our operators have a enormous amount of family support. I know I did, I know my sister did, I know, you know, so so um, you know, and and uh and it just there's just a lot that that's necessary. You know, there's kind of the financial support, there's the emotional support, it's it's you know, um, just just the confidence, you know, that that you that you two as well instilled in your kids that yes, you can do this. Um, and then obviously even more so, it's like the siblings working together. And that quite often happens where we're not necessarily to go on and run the operation together, but there a lot of times they're busy helping them market or make phone calls or do do the do the work, you know, et cetera, and working as a team. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Oh, was, oh thank you. It was enjoyable to have those memories come back. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was kind of fun, actually. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.